Welcome to the School of Sellers podcast, a teacher business show that is short on time, but big on action. Full-time, part-time, or just getting started? No matter where you are in your teacher-seller journey, there's something here for everyone. Making your online teacher business feel doable every step of the way. Here's your host, Erin Waters. Hello there, friends, and welcome to another episode of School of Sellers. I am your host, Erin Waters, and today we are talking about one of my favorite topics. But before we get started, I just wanted to let you know that this episode is actually dedicated to a very special group of people, and that group is my students of the Finishing Framework who have just officially graduated the program as of last week. And if you aren't familiar with the Finishing Framework, it's a program that shows sellers how to organize their business assets and make their teacher businesses work harder for them. And we also teach students um, how to use a framework to mega batch everything from emails to blog posts so that our time is freed up for what most of us love to do, which is creating products. And the reason I'm dedicating this is because our last module just wrapped up and these teacher sellers have been working so hard to clear their schedules and free up their time to create. So I thought that I would celebrate by talking about one of my favorite topics, which is planning. And in this case, we are going to be talking about how we plan out our week, how to do it, what it looks like, where to start. And we are just talking about all things planning. So let's get started. In general, I think there are three main layers to planning out the perfect week. And the very first layer starts with the big picture. I think that all of us, no matter what it looks like and how we do it, should have a business plan laid out. In my case, I like having a business plan that is laid out for the entire year. And then I break that down further by quarter. And this is actually what we do in our jumpstart planning event that we have every December for School of Sellers. And we sit down and we plan out our content creation, what we're going to create product-wise, what we're going to blog about, what we're going to send emails about. And we have this plan laid out for the whole entire year. And this even includes what we'll post about on social media. We get pretty specific. Just knowing all of this in a big picture rather than waiting every single month to plan out what it is you're going to do has allowed me to do so much in my business. One, obviously having that larger vision, make sure that the way that I'm spending my time week by week or day by day is more intentional than it would be if I were just kind of flying by the seat of my pants from month to month. But most importantly, having this big picture plan has allowed me to start mega batching a lot of my work. The more I know ahead of time, the more I'm able to prepare ahead of time. So being able to mega batch has been a huge thing in my business. And this not only leaves me with tons of wide open time, but it also gives me the peace of mind knowing that what I need to do has already been done. And I can actually, for once, look beyond my typical to-do list to see what I can do next. So aside from helping us plan our ideal week, having a big picture plan has just so many benefits beyond the obvious. And, you know, I can sit here and tell you about how much I love mega batching and how much I love the framework until I'm blue in the face. And the great thing is, is that I typically have a pretty good idea of what I'm doing every single day. But the truth remains that 
no matter what plans you have, no matter what your business plans look like, your big picture plans, whatever, life still unfolds in real time. So no matter what you plan for, there are still some unknowns that will pop up. And an unexpected side effect of mega batching is a feeling of did I forget something? Because when you mass produce something in advance, you kind of lose that feeling of being in real time with your business and you start to worry. You know you got everything done, but you start to feel like, oh, did I do that? I know I did that, but I'm kind of wondering if I definitely did that. And spoiler alert, you probably aren't forgetting anything, but the good news is, is that my weekly planning system that I'm sharing today is going to give you that great peace of mind. So if you are a framework member and you are a mega batching fan, this is still a great system for you to make sure that you are catching everything and making sure that nothing falls through the cracks. And if you aren't someone who mega batches or you haven't gone through the framework, this is also 100% for you. This planning system is pretty universal. And either way, it always pays to start with a big picture before moving on to the second layer of planning your week that I'm going to share. So even if you haven't gone through jumpstart or finishing framework, I'm assuming at this point that most sellers have a general layout or a big picture idea of how your idea is going to look from a business standpoint. So that is layer number one. And next we will talk about the second layer of planning out our week. Okay, once we have our big picture ironed out, we are ready to sit down and actually take a look at the weekly structure. And the second layer of planning out your week comes from an icon in the business world that I have been following for years. His name is Michael Hyatt, and he has coined the term your ideal week. And I think this is one of the most crucial parts of having a plan and a schedule that works for you is sitting down and crafting out your own ideal week. And your ideal week is exactly what it sounds like. If you had one entire week that went according to plan 100%, what would that look like for you? What would that look like from a personal standpoint? What would that look like from a business standpoint? What would your perfect week look like? You're essentially designing a prototype for what you wish every week of your life looked like. And this isn't some like daydream activity. This is a very realistic planning activity. So you want to be realistic as you design your ideal week. And I want you to be realistic in two ways. Even though it's ideal, I want you to make every second count in your pretend plan because you know that it's not actually pretend. Don't let your imagination run away with itself. Make sure that you are sticking to what you actually need to accomplish in your ideal week. And also, kind of on the opposite side of the coin, know that you won't do every single thing every single week. So as you're planning, I want you to be realistic, but I also want you to know that you're not going to accomplish every single thing. But if you could, what would that look like? It's definitely a delicate balancing act between wanting to schedule your ideal week with things that you wish were getting done every week, but also being aware that it's not always possible. But even just the act of sitting down to decide what your ideal week would look like is a very powerful experience. So I would highly recommend sitting down and doing this. You don't need to spend any longer than 10 minutes if you don't want, but just sitting down and reflecting on these ideas is something that's really going to help as you plan out your week-to-week schedule from here on out. 
I've actually included a template for setting up your perfect week, and you can grab that at schoolofsellers.com slash plan my week. And it's just a simple Google Sheets. It's not anything fancy. You can do the same thing in PowerPoint or use good old-fashioned paper and pencil. It's literally just a grid of days and time slots. I like to get super specific when I plan out my ideal week, so I like to break it down into half-hour time slots, but you can also do it by the hour if you wish. Once you've sketched out your ideal week, you have a prototype or a template for what your week will look like every single week going forward. So this is something that you should constantly be fine-tuning and adjusting as you think of new things to add to it. But you should also keep this close by for layer number three, which is the week-by-week planning part of our process. Our third layer of the planning process is something I like to call my weekly power hour. And I actually use power hours for a lot of different purposes, but a power hour is pretty much what it sounds like. You set the timer for an hour and you have only 60 minutes to get done whatever it is that you are trying to tackle. Once you reach this layer of the planning process, just to review, you have your entire year, you have this longer term business plan, right? So you have the big picture in mind and you've also sat down and sketched out what your ideal week would look like. So our third layer now is actually sitting down and deciding what your actual week is going to look like. And the reason I do a power hour for this is because it's something that is really important for me to address every single week, but it's not something I want to obsess over. So typically for me, I sit down either every Sunday or every Monday morning and I set the timer for 60 minutes. And at this point, I have my ideal week in mind, and I even have it next to me as I plan out my week. I have my calendar and any other planning or scheduling tools that you would typically use. I have our School of Sellers planner, and I also have my iPad because I use GoodNotes. So at this point, you want all of the planning materials. Maybe you're a sticky notes person, get that cup of coffee going. This is where it gets real. And like I said, this can be done on any day of the week. And every time I do this, I always think of this old quote. I don't even, I'm probably going to butcher it, but it's something along the lines of a Sunday well spent brings a week of content, right? And that is so old school, so old fashioned. But I will say that the weeks that I don't do this, it is painfully obvious to me how much differently my week goes. So even just spending an hour to sit down and plan out your week can have really powerful results. So I would recommend trying to do this whenever possible. So we have our big picture plans. We have our ideal week, but even with the best laid plans, you know, life happens. And this is a really good way to check in with yourself, your family, and your business on a week to week basis. So within my power hour, the first thing I sit down to do is plug in everything that I need to do that week. This is just a collection of actual obligations, whether these are appointments, or meetings, or deadlines. These are physical things that I have to do that involve other people or that I need to have done by a certain date. These are very black and white items. Examples of this would be my mastermind meetings that I have every other week on Monday, or appointments that I might have for my kids' doctor's appointments, or whatever. Once I have the obligations written in, which In general, I already usually have written down in my calendar. So at this point, I am just taking anything from my calendar and putting them into my Trello cards because I like to use Trello for my weekly plans. I have one card for every single week that is called Week at a Glance so that I can quickly reference that week only. 
Then I consult my recurring tasks list, which is something that we just set up in the finishing framework course. But essentially, I have an Airtable where all of my tasks are documented and I've created checkboxes to designate them as daily, weekly, monthly, etc. So once I have my appointments and meetings and deadlines plugged in, I sit down and see where I can plug these recurring tasks in. And some of these examples would be things like daily recurring tasks, would be things like checking in with my Facebook groups, answering questions on TPT, things like that. Weekly examples would be things like applying for the TPT newsletter. And then for monthly, these are things like paying your VAs, checking data and analytics from the previous month, updating your content calendar, things like that. Currently, I'm testing out block scheduling, so my days kind of fall into categories. Monday is when I take care of a lot of my VA stuff. Tuesday is dedicated to social media and so on. So when I sit down with my recurring tasks, I typically dump them in to the days where they fit. So for this reason, I already have a list of Monday tasks and Tuesday tasks and so on that I paste into my weekly schedule, but yours might be a little bit more randomized. If you are somebody who is still in the classroom and you are teaching full-time, something I might recommend is taking all of your recurring tasks and trying to either get one done every single day and setting a timer for like 10 minutes or getting all of your recurring tasks and tackling them all in one day for like two hours. That way they're done in one fell swoop. But of course, that is totally up to your personal preference. No matter what day I plug these tasks into, for the more mundane tasks like answering Q&As, I definitely plan to set a timer so that I only spend, you know, X number of minutes every day on these things. When I plug these into my weekly schedule, I will make a note if these are things that I'm going to be timed. So I'm just going to put the number 10 in parentheses next to these items so that I know that these are just 10-minute tasks. Once you've plugged in your obligations and then your recurring tasks, then comes the fun part. You're done with all of the stuff you need to do and all of the housekeeping tasks. So now you get to decide what you're working on this week. This is where it gets important to refer to your ideal week that you laid out so that you stay as close to it as possible. It's ideal for a reason. So try to plan out the rest of your week with the lens of your ideal week. I get really excited about the idea of creating products and different projects for School of Sellers. So I typically reserve my mornings for creative work like that. And then any recurring tasks that I have, I plan out for a part of the day where I'm not feeling so motivated because I know I'm just going to be setting a timer and getting it done. So I'm not too worried about enjoying it. So this is something to keep in mind as you're planning out your ideal week, but also plugging in those recurring tasks. So beyond my obligations and my recurring tasks, in any given week, I typically have like one TPT product I'm working on, one marketing project, whether that's something like creating a new Facebook ad campaign for a certain product or whatever. I usually have one School of Sellers project I'm working on and things like that. So the rest of my plans here are usually project-based and the things that are more enjoyable and fun and creative for me to work on. So if you have mega batched your blog posts and emails and social media posts, then this is where you also get to plug in all of the fun creative projects that you are working on from week to week. If you are a person who works more week by week and you're not so much into batching, then this is where you get to plan out when you'll do things like write a blog post, craft emails to your subscribers. This is when you would schedule social media posts and so on. And there you have it. It's a pretty basic plan, but it works, starting with the big picture in mind 
and then sitting down to create your ideal week. And then finally, sitting down for an hour every single week to make sure that your plans actually happen. It's very straightforward. It's pretty quick, but I find that it works tremendously. And I, like I said, I have noticed a huge difference in the weeks where I actually take an hour to plan and the weeks where I don't. So, you know, it's something that's really important to me to do. However, like I said, life happens and you might be thinking, okay, that's great, Aaron, but what about the weeks where you just can't seem to get it together? Because we all have those weeks. And, you know, it's easy to say that anyone can have a big picture plan for their year. Um, and it's easy to say that you should sit down and dream up your ideal week. But the real work comes with your weekly power hour and keeping up with that plan. And in real life, it just doesn't always happen, not even with me. So, you know, Sundays at our house have the tendency to be super chill or super not chill, depending on the weather, how my kids are behaving, and so on. So life does happen. And here's what I like to do when I have those weeks, when even just an hour of planning is not feasible. I know it sounds a little ridiculous, but I like having a plan for when I don't have a plan. And that sounds outrageous, but hear me out. When we don't have a plan, so much of our time is spent deciding on what to work on, right? When we sit down, let's say, for example, we have like 20 minutes to work. I guarantee that most of the time is probably spent wondering what we should actually be working on. And by the time that we've gathered our materials, found the files we need, we're either out of time or that creative energy has sailed. So we are back to square one and we have just wasted that 20 minutes, right? So let's say that you don't have time to plan your week, but you know that you're going to have pockets of time where you get to work. You might not know when those will happen. Maybe you are kind of taking it day by day to see when nap time is happening. Maybe you're taking it day by day to see if you'll even have the energy after a long day of teaching to work on your TBT business. But the point is you might not have a plan. So let's have a backup plan for when that plan doesn't happen. Something I love using is what I call the Work Smarter Spreadsheet. And it is an Airtable document where you simply type out all of your tasks for your business and then you categorize them by the types of energy that they require. And I know this sounds like really woo-woo, but I promise you it's not. So for example, I have a list of tasks that I like to do at night when I'm watching a movie with my husband or just chilling on the couch. And I call these Netflix and chill tasks. These are tasks that I can do that are pretty mindless, but are still helpful to do for my business. And usually these are things like creating social media images on Canva. It's something I enjoy doing, but it's something I try not to obsess over during my actual work time. So I usually reserve tasks like this for when I'm kind of just relaxing at night. Other tasks, on the other hand, like writing blog posts or writing copy for Facebook ads require a lot of creative energy. And I know that my brain serves me best creatively in the morning. So for these tasks, I call these Picasso tasks because they require so much creativity. So the idea here is we make this whole list of tasks and then we categorize them by what type of task they are. Then what you are left with is a spreadsheet that you can filter out when you have those 20 minutes to work and you sit down at your computer, you open up the spreadsheet, quickly filter and find the type of task that you want to work on. And it's already set up for you. One of the categories in the Work Smarter spreadsheet is actually like quick and easy tasks that you can do in small chunks of time. So at this point, you would sit down and filter to find that type of task. 
So now if you're, let's say you're finding yourself with 20 minutes to work while your husband or wife takes the kids out for a bike ride, instead of spending 15 minutes trying to figure out what to work on, you can spend almost all of your time actually working on something. And I like using this spreadsheet even when I do have my week planned out to a T because for things like Netflix and chill, I don't want to have to plan that out. I'm not going to sit here and plan like every single second of my day. So at night on my ideal work week plan that I laid out, I said that I would like to try to do some casual work at least three nights a week. And these would be Netflix and chill tasks at least three nights a week. So I don't plan out what I'm going to do during that time. I don't write into my planner. However, when I sit down at night and I get that urge to work and I get those creative juices, for lack of a better term, I go to my spreadsheet and I filter Netflix and chill tasks and I already have a list of things waiting for me. It's really, really awesome. And you can actually grab that Work Smarter spreadsheet at the same link where you can grab your ideal work week template at schoolofsellers.com slash plan my week. And when you go to the site, you can get your tools. It's kind of like a little mini toolbox for being on the road to having the best laid plans for your business and your life. As always, thank you so much for listening. I hope that you were able to take away some actionable quick wins in this episode. And I will see you here next week, same time, same place. 